what is going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the dishes and dimes podcast i'm your host christian oblena and today is december 10 2020 we are 12 days away from the start of the nba regular season and we are actually 24 hours away from nba preseason yes tomorrow we get to see wait for it the magic versus the hawks and the knicks versus the pistons at 4 p.m pacific time isn't that exciting folks um (laughs) no i mean all jokes aside it is kind of exciting just to see these guys have uh young rookies uh, the match we call Anthony, we get to see Obi Toppin, Killian Hayes. Uh, we get to see like this Pistons mess of an off season that they just had. Um, we also have Rockets Bulls later on in the day. We have Clippers Lakers, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't assume. I'm not assuming that AD or LeBron or Kawhi and Paul George are going to be playing very much, if not at all. We get the Kings and the Blazers uh, later on that night as the last game. And we have a full slate of more preseason games for the rest of the weekend and the week, uh, the following week, um, up until just a couple of days before the regular season starts. They're going to stop preseason games. Um, fantasy basketball is live and up and going. I'm in, I think I'm in two leagues, one 10 team league and one eight team league, uh, all points. And me and my friends are going all in. We're going serious mode. Um, we have this huge, uh, well, not huge, but we all have this buy-in and the buy-in is supposed to pay for this championship belt like you see uh, in wrestling. And that will be given to the winner uh, for the next, for every single year. Um I don't know, for as long as we live, who knows? But uh, super excited for that. Uh, I've been doing my research on who to draft. Um, I'll probably post my my two teams on Twitter or something like that. Um, but I'm excited for that. Also, uh, speaking of excitement, I actually put up a story on Vocal Media, um, vocal.media, if you want to check it out. Actually, it's on my Twitter uh, if you don't follow me already, at Obey Oblena, O-B-E-Y, last name Oblena, O-B-L-E-N-A. Follow me on Twitter for all uh, podcast updates, basketball takes, all that stuff. Um, but I put out a story uh, about my emotional attachment to sports. I think it's something I wanted to write about for a very long time. I feel like I could have written a lot more about it, but I'm really content with uh, what I put out. And um, if you want to go check it out, yeah, it's pinned on my Twitter. Um, give me some feedback and share it if you like it. Um, I recommend, you know, for a lot of us who are very emotionally invested in sports, I think it's a good story to relate to. Um, I had fun writing it. And I think if you don't, Maybe if you aren't an avid sports fan, um, first off, thanks for listening if you're here. <laughs> but second off, uh, secondly, um, I think it's a nice little story to kind of get an idea of what you know emotionally invested sports fans um, trying to get into their mind and like what they actually think about when they're watching sports. Because obviously, like. You know, we love watching just what's on TV. We love entertainment. 
Um, but I think for me and for a lot of other people in the world, um, sports it goes deeper than that. So uh, go check that out. It's like an, a seven, eight minute read. Um, and I've gotten a lot of uh, nice positive feedback from a couple of my friends and um, other people that I know and other some like old childhood friends, which is really cool. So shout out to all of you who read it already and in, in only the day it's been out, but um, planning to put out more content like that um, on vocal. Um, so it's cool. Uh, don't really have anything else to say about that, but yeah, uh, let's get into this week's NBA news, we have two big, big stories or just things that have happened this week. Uh, one of them being today, this morning, Paul George signed a max extension with the Los Angeles Clippers through the 2024 NBA season. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, aka Woj, the new deal will add four years and $190 million to his contract, which is already set to pay him $35.4 million this season. Um, this gives the max contract for Paul George of $226 million over the next five seasons, including a player option for the 2024-25 season. Uh, now, George... Had one more year, right? So the Clippers had a guaranteed two years from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, last year being the first year, obviously. And then this year, um, you know, George could have been a free agent this summer if he had declined the option. Um, and the option was $37.9 million. Um, after this season, if he declined that option, he could have been an unrestricted free agent uh, going into the market. Let's say, you know, the Clippers, they they underachieve again. They implode what what whatever happens um, or maybe they win the championship, but they want to leave. So uh, George actually re-signed with them. And I mean, this is very scary on the outside looking in just of what we know of the Clippers and Paul George and this whole thing that has happened in the last couple months where they blow the 3-1 lead to Denver. We all know that uh, Paul George has turned into the biggest NBA meme uh, in 2020 with Pandemic P and him hitting the backboard in Game 7 and now his comments about Doc Rivers and how he was never put in a situation to succeed and he was being used like JJ Reddick as he said on the on the All the Smoke podcast with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes like there's a lot of things uh, surrounding Paul George and a lot of pressure on him and the Clippers as well as Kawhi Leonard to get to the finals to um I guess validate all of the things that they were saying last year, obviously all the trash talking and um, just everything that happened with the Clippers last season was just so bad. And there wasn't really any positive outcome from this season. Right. Um, 
a lot of questioning of star treatment and um, chemistry issues and just so much. And now that he's locked up for five more years, uh, he's talked about how he wanted to stay with the Clippers. He wanted to be in L.A. Um, And so, yeah, now he's locked up to this massive contract. And I'm assuming Kawhi wants to stay as well. Uh, He wanted to come back home to L.A. He's from Southern California. They're both Southern California guys. And I don't know. Is this the Clippers we're going to be seeing for the next couple of years? Paul George and Kawhi? I mean, it's looking like it unless Kawhi just pulls something, you know, out of nowhere and leaves and declines his option. Um to leave and go elsewhere but you know he's always talked about being in LA so I assume Kawhi would stay so this is just a crazy scenario there's so much pressure on him now that he has this max deal especially with a team that I don't know it it's off the bat it's just it's looking really bad because how I see it there's more room to fail for this Clipper team than to actually succeed, especially when the Lakers just got better and there are teams that are really chasing after both LA teams, right? We still have Dallas coming up. Uh, Denver obviously beat them 3-1 in the bubble. Um, there are teams, you know, the West is getting stronger. The league is getting stronger. We're getting KD back. Uh, Steph Curry's back Um, James Harden I don't know what he's gonna do we'll get to his situation uh, just in a bit but yeah so he's locked up now he's 30 years old and now the most pressure ever in his career he's gonna be yeah he's gonna have the most pressure uh, in his whole career now this season this season, upcoming season with the Clippers is going to be his most um, scrutinized season thus far. So I can't tell you how it's going to turn out, um, but the one silver lining is that you know, the Clippers have this guy that can you know, keep Kawhi Leonard there as well. So let's see how it turns out. So. Like I said, we were going to get to James Harden. Uh, he's in the title of this episode. And so this morning, James Harden is now reportedly saying he's open to trades to the Bucks or the Heat, um, along with the Nets and Sixers that he just mentioned, you know, a couple weeks ago. Now, this whole Harden situation is ugly, to say the least. It's disgusting. Um I know that, you know, for myself, I've mentioned this before on my podcast and on Twitter as well. Like, maybe I'm not the right person to be talking about this because I'm so biased against Harden and everything that he is uh, as a basketball player and just as a person in general. He doesn't play the right type of basketball in order to win a championship. He's never proved that he can win. He has had multiple playoff failures. And a lot of his defining moments in his career are him, you know, not coming up in big moments. And there's plenty of that, right? 2015, 
the Rockets come back from 3-1 against the Clippers, but the most famous comeback is with him on the bench. He has a horrible series against the Warriors Warriors in 2015 the Western Conference Finals and he had like eight or whatever I think 10 turnovers something like that in their elimination game uh 2017 he pretty much quits against the Spurs he gets blocked in that famous game by Ginobili uh 2018 not able to get it done against the Warriors. Uh, CB3 gets injured. If they win that, who knows? Um, 2019, he and Chris Paul again sputters out against the Warriors without Kevin Durant. 2020, lose to the Lakers. He forces the trade to get Russell Westbrook. He forces the trade to get Chris Paul. Replaces him with Russell Westbrook. Replaces him with John Wall now. Now he doesn't report to camp. He's at Lil Baby's birthday party. He's in Vegas. He's not texting Steven Silas. He's not in communication with them. And although he reported to camp yesterday, he's now really open just to all these trade scenarios, to these other contenders. Um, And it's just ugly. I mean, he literally is just doing this to get out of situation in which he created by himself. And as much as I, I love player empowerment as much as, um, as I believe that these players really do deserve to, um, have a choice in their destiny and, and how they want to live their life and their career in the NBA. Uh, this is, these are one of the few times where I'm really questioning that. I'm really, I'm really questioning that that view of player empowerment because this is just this ruins the league. There's been reports of other, you know, other teams really wanting Adam Silver to get involved in this, but really, what can he do? Can he find him for misconduct? Um, that will just get backlash from the players' association. Um, the Rockets do have this opportunity to say, no, we're not trading you, but they're not going to do that. Like he's going to get traded for sure. Right? Like it's just a mess. It's just a mess. And if you also listen to Bill Simmons on his podcast, he talked about this and just how the league is entering this, this time where there's no loyalty. I mean, loyalty was never really a thing in the NBA anyways. Um, but just, this whole idea that players can just go where they please um, without any repercussions. Um, You know, there's a version of this where he does get traded to, let's say the Sixers or the Nets or wherever. And we're going to forget about this. We're going to forget about this whole thing about how he just forced his way out uh, by not coming to camp, by not even following um, social distancing rules with COVID and being at a birthday party for a little baby and just, not communicating with his coach, doing everything that he can to get out of there as fast as possible. And, you know, in a couple months, we might see him just thriving with another team and maybe competing for the NBA championship. Who knows what will happen, but it's ugly and it's a mess. And I, I hate for this to happen. I hate that he has a good possibility of getting away with this without, you know, any hate at all, which is ridiculous in my opinion. So, um, we'll see how this plays out, but 
let's move on to the main part of this episode is and that is to talk about my tiers for title contenders okay so i have three tiers of title contenders uh entering this season let me go from bottom tier to actually no let's go from top to bottom tier so the reason i'm going top to bottom is because on the top i have one team in their own tier and that's the lakers the lakers are in their own tier they are definitely the prohibitive favorite coming to the season they had one of if not the best offseason out of all the other teams trying to win a title they traded Danny Green for Schroeder. They got Harrell and Gasol to replace Howard and JaVale. They lost Rondo, but and even though he had a massive impact on the finals, the other replacements, plus, you know, Caruso and KCP coming back, probably a better player. Uh, they won't miss Rondo too much. Uh, they re-signed LeBron and AD for the next couple of years. So we're looking at a potential three-peat question mark. I know, you know, the season hasn't even started yet, but, you know, there are just so many question marks surrounding other teams in the next couple of years. So, you know, the, the Lakers right now are the safest and easiest pick to make to win the title. And they they are my pick to win the title this year, barring any crazy incident or crazy catastrophic injury. Um, obviously with COVID as well, if, you know, people are going out and who knows, but you know, this is all these tiers are just pretty much, uh, ranking teams just on in the basketball sense. Right. So I'm assuming all these teams will be fully healthy and full strength. Um, that's how I kind of tiered these players. So yeah, I mean, the Lakers are just so good they have two of the top four five best players in league um they have great role players they have good depth uh all their young guys have a chance to become better this year i think caruso as much as of a meme he is i think he's really good and he plays his role very well um KCP earned that contract. He performed very well in the finals. AD will be AD. LeBron will be LeBron. Um Harrell Schroeder will be great guys for them in the regular season as well as in the playoffs. Gasol creates matchup problems for other teams. He is a big that can defend and pass. He's smart. He's a veteran. Um, there's just so many things that you can like from LA. They prove that, you know, they don't have a, a knockdown three point sniper, but they never needed that to win an NBA title. And they just look so strong. And the reason why they're in their own tier is because all the other teams I'll mention in my next two tiers have certain questions and I'll go through all of those. Um, in a bit. So let's get into the second tier because there's not really much to say about the Lakers. I think they're 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 the prohibitive favorite, no doubt about that. So my second tier, um, this is based off of 
they look great on paper. Everything looks good, you know, just as we see them coming to the season, but they have at least one or two uh, big questions to answer if they want to compete for a title. And this tier is the Bucks, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Heat. So kind of a large tier with five teams, right? But I think they all have some sort of chance in competing with the Lakers and, you know, getting to the finals and possibly winning if they answer some of these questions. So realistically, they have to show it on the court, especially in the playoffs to really have a chance. So let's start with the Nuggets and the Heat. Uh, Were the Nuggets and Heat just bubble miracles? The Nuggets have young stars, Murray, Jokic, Porter now. They lost Jeremy Grant. They have young guys coming in, Bull Bull. Um, RJ Hampton is a young rookie that they have. They re-signed Paul Millsap. Uh, Will Barton's coming back. Gary Harris still on the team. They have guys and hoping for big leaps from some of the younger guys. And I think if the younger guys just have that leap, let's say Murray is the same guy he was in the bubble. Maybe not, you know, going, you know, he's scoring 30 points a game or what or whatever. But if he's having a season where he's scoring like maybe 23, 24 points, uh, six assists, um, he shoots well from the three. Let's say he shoots 38, 39 percent. Um, that's really good for them. Uh, Jokic will always be Jokic. He's going to be the guy, uh, the main guy you could run an offense through. He could shoot, he could pass, he could run the break. He can do everything offensively. As Richie Miller always says in every Nuggets game, he is the best offensive center in the game. Um, They just really need to put it together and they really need to show me because even in five games in the bubble, they only won one and maybe that's their youth. Um, Maybe that's just against them and LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but uh, they need to solve some questions coming into this season. Um, I think they have the depth. I think they have great coaching. They just, I just need to see it on the court is pretty much, they just need to prove to me or prove to the league that they are here to stay and that they are the next title contender in the league. The Heat. They have the pedigree, they have the talent, they have the coaching to get there again. Um, assuming a leap from Tyler Harrow and uh, Bam. Maybe maybe not a leap for Bam, but Bam to just steadily get better. Maybe he adds a three-pointer to his game. Maybe he takes more jumpers. Um, Duncan Robinson will be better. Kendrick Nunn hopefully will be better. They still have Drogic, Butler, Iggy. Um... Yeah, I mean, Olenek, I think they still have. They still have all their guys on paper, assuming that they get better. And Jimmy stays Jimmy. And with just Eric Spolstra and that whole heat culture thing that they got going on. I think they're real. They're a real title contender. It's just that maybe their talent isn't as fun to watch or visible as it is for all the other teams in this conf or in this tier. So um, pretty much their only question is that is, was the bubble just a fake or fluky type of series for them? You know, they, they almost swept the bucks. They beat the Celtics in six. 
they force the Lakers to a game six without Bam for a game, without Dragic for most of the series. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, they got all the players there. So that's basically the question they need to answer. Um, For the Celtics, is Tatum and Brown going to make that another leap? Tatum has potential to be the top three, top four best player in the league. Uh, the Celtics were able to add Tristan Thompson, a guy with a skill set that can, that they desperately needed against the Heat when Bam just dominated the series. Uh, he could switch defenders. He is a bruiser. He gets rebounds. He has soft hands. He could finish at the rim. Um, is Are they going to be fully healthy? Is Kemba going to be healthy? He's going to miss the first, what, couple weeks of the season? Um and does losing Gordon Hayward for absolutely nothing, um, does that take a hit on their team? So that's the Celtics things to answer. Let's get into the uh, the Clippers. And we all know what it is with the Clippers. We all know the struggles. We, As much as NBA Twitter likes to clown on them, they did get Ibaka. Um, they did get Nicholas Batum, who hasn't been a relevant NBA player in forever. Um, they were one more move away. Uh, they are probably one more move away to match up with the Lakers on paper. So everyone's talking about how they need to get that traditional point guard. They were aiming for a guy like Rondo or something. They weren't able to get it. They got Nick Batum instead. I feel like they're a move away. They probably still need to trade Lou Williams or Patrick Beverly or maybe both of them for a guy. Um, There are a lot of rumors talking about how they could trade for Spencer Dinwiddie or someone of that caliber, maybe even Derrick Rose or something. But I think they're one move away. And the questions are pretty much dating from last season, right? Do they have the chemistry? Can they figure it out? Are they fully healthy? All those things. And then the Bucks, right? Going in all in for Drew Holiday. They literally flipped a lot of their guys. They got a bunch of new guys. They got Bobby Portis, DJ Augustine, Torrey Craig. All good players, but not title-altering moves, right? What will be interesting to see is that... Um, you know, how they decide to play out Giannis's potentially his last season in Milwaukee. Uh, there was a report saying that he isn't focused on the max contract extension deadline, which is in about 10 days. He wants to focus on himself. I don't know if that's a great quote from him. It's kind of cryptic. Um, you know, if they if they are figuring out a max contract extension... Yeah, I mean, the Supermax, then you'd hope that he has some better things to say about it than just, I'm trying to concentrate on myself. So that's kind of a scary sign. Um, but everything has to go through Giannis, right? It starts and ends with him. If the Bucks are going to make it to the finals and actually win, Giannis has to be the guy. He was, because of how the Heat defended him, that was the reason why they lost that series. That can't happen again this year. He can't be their downfall because as much as he brings them up, some of his weaknesses and things he lacks on the basketball court 
is what brought them down against the Heat. So those are questions for all those teams. Again, this tier is Bucks, Clippers, Nuggets, Celtics, Heat. My last tier is just my sleeper tier in terms of winning the title. And there's three teams. So all these title, my title contenders are one, six, nine. So there's nine. Maybe there's room for a 10th team. But the last three in this tier are the Nets, Mavs, Sixers. These teams are in my third and final tier. My explanation for these teams in the running for a title is that they're probably just a couple ways away to be a title contender. There's a lot of deeper questions, multiple layered questions for these teams um, if they're really going to try and compete for a title. Let's start with the Nets. You may be wondering, why are they so low? They have Kyrie and KD. KD is back healthy, right? I have a couple questions for them. Is this going to work? Is this really going to work? Steve Nash at, at, uh, at, as a head coach, KD coming off an Achilles injury. Um, it might not be that big of a injury for him to come back from. He doesn't need athleticism. He's a seven footer with guard skills that can shoot the lights out. May not even be a thing if he's back at 80 or 90% of, you know, what we used to see from KD. Is Kyrie okay? Is he, has he gone off the rails? Uh, he just talked about how he doesn't want to speak to the media. He's taking this whole like media. Uh, he's just going to not talk to them, but it's in your contract to talk to them. I don't know. Cause that's kind of weird. And I don't know if Nash and D'Antoni and Stoudemire are going to be the guys to help him out in that. He's already made numerous weird comments throughout this year. Um, can they defend anyone? <laughs> I mean, they don't really have any defensive presence on this team. Maybe Jared Allen. Uh, do Kyrie and KD stunt the growth of Lavert and and Jared Allen and all the other young guys? Uh, Landry Shamit, Joe Harris. They have a lot of shooters. They have a lot of offensive firepower, but can they defend anyone is my question. Uh, let's move on to the Mavs. Is Luka going to make another jump? Um, can Porzingis stay healthy? Do they have enough depth? Does anyone else make a jump? They have Tim Hardaway. Uh, they have two intriguing rookies and Josh Green and Tyrell Terry. How do they fit in the win now equation if they really are trying to win now? Or if they're just trying to be very attractive to Giannis and like, Hey, look, we got Luca. We got KP. You could fit in here. They're going to be in the running for Giannis next season. If he does decline the supermax extension. So who knows with them? Um, and plus the West is just super strong. Um, is Luca really that good enough to propel them to be a top three seed? Probably they, I mean, they have the, he has the talent, but, can he really do it? Um, and then the Sixers. Is Doc and the new coaching staff the answer for them? Can Simmons and Embiid really work uh, if they could stay healthy? Is Doc going to stagger minutes? Um, are we going to see more spacing for Embiid when he's alone on the court or when Simmons is alone? I think that's should be that should be a plan for Doc Rivers is to stagger their minutes. Uh, will they trade for James Harden? 
There are the rumors for the mix for trading James Harden. I know Ben Simmons is the trade target for them. Um, if they do, that switches up their whole title contention timeline, depending on who they trade for for him. Um, they were able to get off Horford, um, who never really worked in the beat, so that should be better for spacing alongside with Simmons as well. So, so many questions. And all in all, that is why the Lakers are my favorite to win the title. They're the safest pick. They're the easiest pick, barring any crazy stuff happening. Um, the Lakers are the winner, in my opinion. Just what what we've seen in the bubble and what we've seen, because I feel like play will be very similar. Maybe not as easy um, in terms of shooting-wise, because there's whole thing about depth perception and shooting in NBA arenas compared to shooting in the bubble you know that's a whole different conversation but barring anything crazy happening I think the Lakers gonna win an NBA title and that's just my prediction so if you enjoyed this episode I'll be coming out with another episode next week probably talking about the most intriguing storylines of this season or maybe even talk about playoff seating because we have a planned tournament for this year again and that's super exciting so maybe i'll tweet out my predictions for playoff seating or maybe uh something like that but next episode will be coming out next week um right before the start of the season so that's exciting and we have nba basketball on our hands as nerve-wracking and scary as it might be for their situation with with the pandemic and everything going on hopefully Adam Silver. I trust Adam Silver and the league um, since they put on this whole bubble situation. I trust them that they will make the best decisions that will keep their players safe and keep the season going as expected. So, again, follow me on Twitter at Opeablana. If you like this episode, please share, follow, uh, share with hoop friends, all that stuff, all that good stuff. So, hope everyone is staying safe. Hope everyone has a good week, weekend. It is Thursday. So, Hope everyone has a good weekend. Stay safe. Um, Happy holidays. It's coming up. And yeah, peace, everyone.